everyone, and welcome to Christian Historical Fiction Talk. I'm your host, author Liz Tolzma. Thank you so much for joining me because you know if it's happening in the world of Christian historical fiction, we're going to be talking about it here on the podcast. Well, 2021 is well underway now, and a lot of good books have already released There are a lot of good books about to be released. February is going to be a huge month for new releases, and I'm so excited for all that's coming down the pipeline in the next few weeks. I went onto the social media for Christian Historical Fiction Talk, and you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. And there I asked the listeners, what were their most anticipated reads of 2021? Now, I'm probably going to have to do this again in July or so because all of the books on the list release between now and July. So a lot of publishers and authors haven't even really started to release or have their books up on Amazon for pre-order yet. So some readers may not be aware of things that are coming out later in the year. Before we get started, in addition to following Christian Historical Fiction Talk on social media, be sure that you subscribe to it on your favorite podcasting platform so that you don't miss an episode because we have some really terrific guests coming up in the next few weeks. Also, if you would like more information about the books that we're going to be talking about, be sure that you visit christianhistoricalfiction.buzzsprout.com because there are all the show notes, and I will have links to these books so that you can get your own copies of them when they become available. Go ahead and pre-order them. Really, it helps authors when you pre-order their books, because the Amazon algorithms favor books that have a lot of pre-orders, so they're going to appear higher in the search results. So please, do your authors a favor and pre-order your books. So let's start off with some of your suggestions, what you are most looking forward to reading in 2021. The first one is Shadows of the White City by Jocelyn Green. I read the first book in this series, Veiled in Smoke, which is set in Chicago in 1871 at the time of the Great Chicago Fire. It was really well written Jocelyn Green, of course, does a great job. She's a fabulous author. Such an interesting book about a really interesting time in Chicago history. And now she revisits Chicago with the other sister from the first story. And this time she takes a look at the Chicago World's Fair, which was a huge deal in the late 1800s. So this one follows the other sister, Sylvie. One thing Sylvie Townsend wants most is what she feared she was destined never to have, a family of her own. But taking in Polish immigrant Rose Dabrowski to raise and love quells those fears until 17-year-old Rose goes missing at the World's Fair and Sylvie's world unravels. Brushed off by the authorities, Sylvie turns to her boarder, Christoph Bartok, for help. He is Rose's violin instructor and the concert master for the Columbian Exposition Orchestra, and his language skills are vital to helping Sylvie navigate the immigrant communities where their search leads. From the glittering architecture of the fair 
to the dark houses of Chicago's poorest neighborhoods, they're taken on a search that points to Rose's long-lost family. Is Sylvie willing to let the girl go? And as Kristoff and Sylvie grow closer, can she reconcile her craving for control with her yearning to belong? Sounds like this is going to be a fabulous follow-up to Veiled in Smoke. If you've read Veiled in Smoke and loved it, I'm sure you're anticipating this one as well. It sounds like it can be a standalone. So even if you haven't read Veiled in Smoke, this could be a possibility for you to put on your anticipated reads list. That's what I'm going to call it. Anticipated reads list. That's what it's going to be for this episode. And this book releases in just a couple of weeks in February. So like I said, please go and pre-order if you are interested in Shadows of the White City by Jocelyn Green, a really, really good sounding book. Another one that popped up as being an anticipated read was Between the Wild Branches by Connie Lynn Cosette. This is also the second book in a series, in the Covenant House series. But again, it sounds like it could be read as a standalone. So I don't think you need to read the first book. To be perfectly honest, I have not read the first book in this series, and I'm ashamed to say that because it garnered a lot of good feedback, and it does sound like a really great series. So I can imagine why this is really highly anticipated. Ten years ago, Lucia fled Kiryat Yerim, where he'd been adopted by the Levite family who guarded the Ark of the Covenant. Feeling betrayed by everyone, he returned to his birthplace in Philistia to become a famous fighter. Now the champion of Ashdod, Lucio has achieved every goal with the help of his ruthless cousin. But just as he is set to claim the biggest prize of all, the daughter of the king, his past collides with his present in the form of Shoshana. After a heartbreaking end to her secret friendship with Lucio, Shoshana thought to never see the boy with the dual-colored eyes and the troubled soul again. But when she is captured in a Philistine raid and enslaved in Ashdod, she is surprised to find that the brutal fighter known as Demon Eyes is Lucio himself. With explosive secrets and unbreakable vows standing between them, finding a way to freedom may cost them everything. So that sounds really good as well. That one is releasing in July. So we have a little bit of time before Between the Wild Branches comes out. That'll give you time to go back and to pick up To Dwell Among the Cedars. And then you'll be ready to read Between the Wild Branches when that releases in July. So again, that's Between the Wild Branches by Connie Lynn Cassette. If you like biblical fiction, this sounds like it might just be up your alley. I have to say that as soon as I read the synopsis for the next book we're going to talk about, I was so excited. It rose to the top of my anticipated reads pile, I'll tell you. This one is The Orchard House by Heidi Shivaroli. Last year, she released The Tea Chest, which was a time slip novel set against the Revolutionary War. This time, she moves the time frame up a little bit, but it's another time slip novel. And if it's half as good as The Tea Chest was, this, I'm sure, is going to be 
amazing. It transports readers across time and place in a novel that will appeal to fans of Little Women. I don't know about you, but Little Women is one of the first historical fiction that I read. Absolutely loved Little Women. I never really pictured myself as Joe. I don't know where I really fit in as one of the March girls. I suppose maybe as Meg, since I'm the oldest of three girls in our household. So I suppose I figured myself a little bit more like Meg than any of the other characters. But still, I loved every single character in Little Women, and this sounds so good. So let's talk a little bit about The Orchard House by Heidi Chivaroli. Two women, one living in present-day Massachusetts, and another in Louisa May Alcott's Orchard House soon after the Civil War, overcome their own personal demons and search for a place to belong. So there are three different time periods here, not to get you confused, but just to warn you, there are three different time periods. 2001. Abandoned by her own family, Taylor is determined not to mess up her chance at joining the home of her best friend, Victoria Bennett. But despite attending summer camp at Louisa May Alcott's historic orchard house with Victoria and sharing dreams of becoming famous authors, Taylor struggles to fit in. As she enters college and begins dating, it feels like Taylor is finally finding her place and some stability until Victoria's betrayal changes everything. Okay, now we go back to 1865. While Louisa May Alcott is off traveling the world, Johanna Surhe accepts a job tending Louisa's aging parents and their home in Concord. Soon after arriving at Orchard House, Johanna meets Nathan Bancroft and, ignoring Louisa's words of caution, falls in love and accepts Nathan's proposal. But before long, Johanna experiences her husband's dark side and she can't hide the bruises that appear. And now skipping forward to 2019. After receiving news of Lorraine Bennett's cancer diagnosis, Taylor knows she must return home to see her adoptive mother again. Now a successful author, Taylor is determined to spend little time in Concord. Yet she becomes drawn into the story of a woman who lived there centuries before. And through her story, Taylor may just find forgiveness and a place to belong. Okay, just the fact that it takes place at Orchard House, which was Louisa May Alcott's home, that's enough to make me want to read this book. And then the stories that Heidi weaves around Orchard House and the events that happened there around Louisa May Alcott's time is just wonderful. This one releases in just a couple of weeks, so we don't have too long to wait for it which is wonderful because I so, so, so badly want to read this one. I will let you know what I think of it. But as I said, anything to do with Louisa May Alcott should be fabulous, especially coming from the pen of Heidi Chivaroli. The next book that we're going to talk about, I have been hearing about this one for quite some time already. And it doesn't even release until June. So that's how much... This one has been anticipated, and several of you stated that you were really, really looking forward to this book. And it's A Lady in Attendance by Rachel Beck Fordham. 
again, I have to admit something here. I haven't read Rachel Fordham before, but I'm definitely going to make sure that I rectify that gap in my reading history because I have heard nothing but good things about this book already. And it hasn't even released and doesn't release till June. So it's just barely up for pre-order now, but it does sound really good. So let's take a look at what A Lady in Attendance is about. Five years in a New York State reformatory have left a blemish on Hazel's real name. So when she takes a job as Dr. Gilbert Watts' Lady in Attendance in 1898, she does so under an alias. In the presence of her quiet and pious employer, Hazel finds more than an income. She finds a friend and a hope that if she can set her tarnished past in order, she might have a future after all. As Gilbert becomes accustomed to the pleasant chatter of his new dental assistant, he can't help but sense something secretive about her. Perhaps there is more to this woman than meets the eye. Can the questions that loom between them ever be answered? Or will the deeds of days gone by forever rob the future of its possibilities? Rachel Fordham pens a tender tale of a soft-spoken man, a hardened woman, and the friends that stand by them as they work toward a common purpose, to expunge the record of someone society deemed beyond saving, and perhaps find love along the way. I can see why people are anticipating this one. That does sound great and very different. I love that the man is shy and quiet and the woman is hardened and she's the one who has the past that she has to grapple with. So a little bit different spin on how romances are usually written and that she's a dental assistant. Again, there's a book with a woman with another unique occupation, which is very appealing to a lot of people. So I can see why a Lady in Attendance by Rachel Beck Fordham is very highly anticipated. Again, that comes out in June, so that gives you plenty of time to pre-order it and have it ready to go as soon as it releases. Up next, we have Winning the Gentleman by Christy Ann Hunter. It's another one of the reads that you all are really looking forward to that are coming up in 2021. This one doesn't release until April, so that gives you a little bit of time to read the ones that are coming out earlier, get a little bit caught up, and be ready to go when this one hits your Kindle or your mailbox or your library or wherever it is that you get your books from. Christy is known for her Regency romances, and this one follows in the same vein. Like we have talked about with a couple of the books already, this one is the second in a series. I think that makes you anticipate a book a little bit more when you've read the first one in the series and you know that it was really good and you really enjoyed it then it makes you really salivate for that second book and makes you really sit on the edge of your seat until you hold that into your hand and you can start reading it I find that is the case if I have a book by an author that I've read that I really like and I hear they're going to have another book coming out or it's another book in that same series, I do really anticipate it a lot more because I just am assured that it's going to be fabulous and that my money is well spent. So it makes a lot of sense that what I'm seeing on social media with books that you are looking forward to this year is that it's a lot of second books in the series. 
The first book in this series was Vying for the Viscount. Or do you say it Viscount? I'm not sure. Like I said, Regency is not my area of expertise. I will have to get better. I'll have to look up how you say that word. But anyway, that was the first book in this series. And now she has Winning the Gentleman. Aaron Whitworth hasn't had control over most aspects of his life, but he's always taken pride in being an honorable businessman and better than average horseman. When both of these claims are threatened, he makes the desperate decision to hire the horse trainer of a traveling circus as a temporary jockey for his racehorses. Sophia Fitzroy knows that most horsemen don't take her seriously because she's a woman but she can't pass up the opportunity to get away from the tumultuous world of travel and performing. As she fights for the right to do the work she was hired for, she learns the fight for Aaron's guarded heart might be an even more worthwhile challenge. As secrets come to light and past vulnerabilities are confronted, will Aaron and Sophia sacrifice their former dreams and forge a new one together against all odds? Oh, yeah, I can see why that one's anticipated. I can see why people are wanting to pick that one up. Definitely sounds like a good one. Winning the Gentleman by Christy Ann Hunter. And that already takes us down to the last one that I have on my list. Now, I want to say thank you to everyone who answered the question on social media. You'll notice that I didn't include every book that you all recommended. But that was because, in large part, because some of the books we're going to be talking about later or we're going to be interviewing the author of those books. So they'll be getting their time and we'll have plenty of chances to talk about those books. But these books, I don't necessarily have these authors booked yet on the podcast. So I wanted to give them a little bit of a spotlight. So it's not an exhaustive list it's not everything that you all suggested. I did have to pick and choose. Also because the response was fantastic and I would have been here a lot longer talking to you about these books if I had included everything that you all were looking forward to. All right, getting back to the last book I have on my list here, and that is Jewel of the Nile by Tessa Afshar. Tessa is very well known as a biblical fiction author, and she's terrific. I can see why people are really anticipating reading Jewel of the Nile. Whispered secrets about her parents' past take on new urgency for Charlene as she pays one last visit to the land of her forefathers, the ancient kingdom of Cush. Raised as an orphan by her aunt, Charlene has only been told a few pieces of her parents' tragic love story. Her beautiful, dark skin is proof that her father was Cushite, but she knows nothing else. While visiting her grandfather before his retirement as the Roman official in the Queen's court, Charlene overhears that her father is still alive, and discovering his identity becomes her obsession. Both her grandfather and the queen have reasons for keeping this secret, however, and forbid her quest. So when her only clues lead to Rome, Charlene sneaks on the ship of a merchant trusted by friends. Theo is shocked to discover a stowaway on board his vessel and determines to be rid of her as soon as possible. But drawn in by Charlene's story, he feels honor-bound to see her safely to shore 
especially when it appears someone may be willing to kill for the truth she seeks. In this transformative tale of historical fiction, best-selling author Tessa Afshar brings to life the Kingdom of Kush and the Roman Empire, introducing readers to a fascinating world filled with gripping adventure, touching romance, and a host of lovable characters, including some they may recognize from the biblical book of Acts. That sounds like another really, really good biblical fiction book that I'm going to have to put on my anticipated reads list and try to pick up here along the way. This one doesn't release until June, so you're going to have to anticipate it for a little bit longer and be a little bit patient, but it sounds like the payoff is going to be really well worth it. And that is Jewel of the Nile by Tessa Afshar. Well, I can't believe it, but we have already come to the end of the list of most anticipated reads for 2021. I am so excited about the next episode that is coming up because we are going to have the incomparable Christy Cambrin with us. She has a brand new book releasing and several people did mention that this was one of their anticipated reads for 2021. So we're going to be talking to Christy Cambrin about her new book, The Paris Dressmaker. I have been anticipating this one for a long time. As soon as I saw that she was writing this, that this would be coming out, which has to be, goodness, maybe six months ago or so. It seems like forever I have been waiting for this book and the wait is almost over. And I sat down with Christy and we talked about writing and about the book and about traveling, which we all hope to do again someday very, very soon. And it's going to be an episode you do not want to miss out on. So please join us next week for Christy Cambron. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, this is the perfect opportunity for you to do it because you want to be sure to listen to the episode as soon as it hits so that you don't miss out on Christy. Be sure to follow us on social media because there will be more questions and more polls going up. You can really get involved in the podcast and have a say in what the podcast looks like. And also be sure to visit the podcast website, which is christianhistoricalfiction.buzzsprout.com so that you can find all the show notes and links to pre-order some of these books. I would love it if you would visit me and my website at liztolsma.com and see what I have going on as well. I have some exciting things coming up as well, some books releasing this year, and you want to check those out. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Thank you so much for your input, and we will see you next time. <music>